Hello and welcome to another episode of the Voice of Wealth interviews. My name is Charlotte de Capuisson. Joining us today is Ed Sheng, Global Chief Investment Officer at BNP Paribas Wealth Management. Hello and welcome. Thank you, Charlotte. Hello there. BNP Paribas Wealth Management recently published its 10 investment themes for 2021. In theme three, gold is one of your recommendations. So my first question to you, Ed, is isn't gold just a useless pet rock? Why do you consider it to be a financial asset to be invested in? Well, that's a very interesting question to start with, Charlotte, because it's quite controversial. Because after all, it sort of is true. It's, it is an inert metal. Um, it doesn't react with very much. It doesn't have very many obvious industrial uses. But nevertheless, there has been a psychological fascination with the shiny yellow metal for thousands of years. And that's interesting. I think what we have to do is look back at history and think, in a sense, this is a little bit about the philosophy of money. What is money anyway? I mean, think about it. We we use these paper notes and these coins, but there is no intrinsic value to these paper notes and coins. All The whole intrinsic value of, of, of let's say, a banknote is simply the promise from the central bank to pay the bearer the amount printed on that piece of paper. At the end of the day, it's just a piece of paper, nothing else. So you could question paper money in the same way. And what I would say is that gold has acted as a currency for thousands of years, that it has, the supply of gold is very limited. Again, roughly one and a half to 2% of gold in terms of the total supply is added every year, and it's never more than that. In fact, if anything, it's probably less than that right now. So you can't grow the supply of gold very quickly. And of course, it is extremely heavy. So it's an extremely dense metal. So in other words, you can store a lot of value in quite a small space. And that, I think, that combined with this psychological allure of gold, because after all, it has been used as jewellery for thousands of years as well, mm -hmm. I think gives it that intrinsic value that we ascribe, just as we would describe value to any other paper-based currency. Okay. So, Ed, what are the reasons that you give for investing in gold today? Well, I think there are several. I think the First one is actually it is uh, as a financial asset. It is a very useful diversifier. So for an investor who, for instance, has lots of exposure to shares, which of course are quite volatile, and also bonds, which are less volatile but also give a very, very, very little yield today, um, gold is a very useful third type of asset to hold to balance out the risks in these two asset classes. Now, in the past, you could have argued that. When equities, when shares went down, bonds would go up and partly compensate. And that was one of the reasons you held bonds to sort of cushion the blow when the stock markets go down. But that is working less and less well given where bond yields are today. So the question then is what else can we use to cushion the blow when equities, when stocks fall down and fall back? And I think the I think the answer here very much is gold, because as I said, it is um, a financial asset that's been around a long time. It also is not correlated really with either bonds or, or, or stocks to any, any real extent. And it holds its value. It's a very good store of value over time. So I think those are the characteristics that we particularly like gold for right now. Okay. And what do you see at Wealth Management as a realistic target for the gold price in 2021? Well, this is quite difficult. I hesitate to give price targets because... 
price targets are almost always wrong one way or another. But what we would argue, we, we, we're certainly optimistic about gold and we see it going well above 2000 I think 2000 for us, $2,000 an ounce would be the minimum target that we would suggest, which is not, after all, not even back to the recent highs, which were nearer to $2,100 an ounce. But in fact, we could see gold doing substantially better than that through next year. Uh, so I would say 2000 would be a minimum target, but I would hope that it would do actually substantially better from, than that. And as such, would give a, a, an investor a prospective double-digit return. Okay, well, maybe I should buy some then, Ned. <laughs> um, so how, how does gold compare to other precious metals like silver and platinum? Well, here the, the, the intrinsic difference, Charlotte, is that gold is used much more as, as a pure store of value. Whereas if you look at silver, platinum or, or the other precious metals, they are, of course, precious metals and therefore can be used as a store of value and as even as a type of money. After all, silver has been used in coinage for many thousands of years, as we know. But it, they also have clear industrial uses, which is not really the case with gold. So in the case of silver, for instance, one of the attractions of silver from an industrial point of view is that it is used, because of its very high conductivity as a metal, it is used in electronics as an extremely good conductor of electricity and also in solar panels. So in fact, when we think about sustainability, there is actually a sustainability angle to the demand for silver as we see more solar panels being um, built and used uh, in this quest for renewable energy to replace fossil fuels we would ex we expect the demand for silver on an industrial basis to rise and from electronics as well same story you know in your smartphones for instance there is a certain amount of silver in all those chips and all those connectors on those printed circuit boards so there is a clear industrial use which is growing for platinum for instance the story is much more about car catalytic converters. Now, eventually we may go to ele purely electric cars, but in the meantime, it's very mm -hmm. likely we continue to use petrol engine cars, at least for the next ten next decade to two decades. And mm -hmm. we see car sales rising. Now, the more cars you sell, the more catalytic converters you need, the more platinum you need in those catalytic converters. So again, we see a, a sharp rebound in the demand for platinum from these industrial uses. Okay, good point. Ed. What would be your preferred exposure to precious metals right now then? Well, I think it depends what type of what you're looking for as an investor. Um because there are many different ways. I mean, I would say the mo the ov obvious starting point would be to have physical gold and that can be held in many different ways. So I think that is that is a good diversifier. Um you could also hold a fund that invests in a basket of these precious metals so a combination of gold silver and platinum um and that that that, that would also be i think an interesting diversifier in a portfolio that's largely composed of stocks and bonds um in terms of the instruments that you can the financial instruments you can actually use well obviously there are plenty there are managed funds that's one solution there are etfs which are a very easy solution and for the more adventurous investor, you could even look to get some sort of operating leverage <clears throat> to the gold and silver prices by investing in gold miners. And that is the companies that produce the gold and silver, that get it out of the ground and refine it. And again, remember that when the gold and silver price goes up, their profits will go up faster simply because their costs don't tend to go up quickly but they, what they generate in sales will go up along with the, the gold price. So that inflates their profits quite dramatically. And you can see a number of gold miners, for instance, 
are seeing forecasts of earnings growth of upwards of 100% in 2021 on the back of these higher gold and silver prices. Um, and that, again, can be invested in via a fund or via an ETF. Okay, um, interesting. So how can an investor actually go about investing in gold and other precious metals? And what considerations do they need to think about before investing in this space? Yeah, so as I said, risk tolerance is a key one. So if you are looking as a pure diversification, um, then I would say investing in the physical metal. You can actually buy, obviously, coins and and ingots, but that, that usually... Um, implies a cost over the over the um the spot price um you usually have to pay a premium over the spot price if you actually want to hold them and then the problem of course is storage it's all very well having gold coins but you've got to store them somewhere exactly (laughs) then you need a vault or a safe or uh, (laughs) so that introduces problems of its own um in financial terms as i said easiest ways are buying a fund there are plenty of usage funds that invest in in physical gold uh, and and also silver and platinum ETFs as well. There are ETFs for gold, for silver, and for platinum. So you, it, again, depending on your risk right. tolerance, you can invest in a little bit of all of these. You could pick the one that you like the best. Um, you could you could decide to skew towards those precious metals with the industrial uses like silver and platinum, or you could just stay with gold because you want a pure diversifying asset. And of course. The final way, as I said, would be to go one step further and invest in the gold miners or the silver miners themselves. And this typically, I would suggest, should be done via a fund or an ETF to get diversification. Because, again, these are companies and individual, investing in individual companies always carries individual the individual risks associated with those companies. So a collective vehicle like a fund or an ETF uh, would generally be better to mitigate some of the volatility. Ed Sheng, thank you very much for your analysis. Thank you, Charlotte.